0: Welcome to the Open Mics Podcast. What's up, guys? We have an awesome interview coming up with Justin James of the the UFC. That was pretty fucking sweet. That was. So make sure you guys stick around for that. Great conversation and a fun podcast.
1: Well, it's open mics with Marcus and Justin. Keep on busting until you're busting.
0: They're two best friends who go to open mics. They both have some pretty terrible nights, but they also have a lot of fun. Even though one of them is better than one. You all know which one I'm talking about, but neither of them do. So shut your fucking mouth.
2: So we're about to call the man himself, Justin, the guitar hero jay
1: hey man what's going on
2: hey man what's up yeah it's me and uh my co-host marcus solon over here talking to up, you. man how you doing justin
1: man, i'm doing well doing well guys
2: yeah well thanks for uh thanks for uh wanting to get on our podcast man we were uh, looking forward to it excited
1: yeah man it's uh unfortunately wish we could talk about a better outcome over the weekend but you know shit happens and uh I keep, I keep thinking today's Sunday. Like I slept, i been. I just woke up a couple hours ago. I thought it was Sunday. I <laughs> totally spaced it. But we've been
0: there before, man.
1: Dude, yeah. Tell me about it, fuck,
0: It was a good fight, though, man. We checked the fight out on Saturday, man. You guys were like, dude, in the first round when you knocked him down, dude.
1: Yeah, dude. That's uh, well. After that, when we ended up in that grappling exchange, uh, I, I locked in a, a, a guillotine choke, and I just burned my arms out, man. I didn't. I didn't have any. Uh, I didn't have anything left after that going into the second and the third round. I felt a little bit better, and I got hit with that knee, and uh, that put me on Cooler Street. So that was a bummer.
2: Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, that that looked like it hurt. I, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> I couldn't handle a knee to the face. I don't know how you can do that day in and day out. Does it does it, it hurt?
1: Uh, Initially, it doesn't hurt. It hurts the next day. Like, oh, it's the next uh, day. A, yeah, like, uh, I, I think I took three or four good knees in that fight. And, uh, after the fight, I just was bummed out, went back to the hotel, rest a little bit. And the next day I woke up and, uh, I was feeling it, you know, I'd probably have to get nose surgery and, uh, you know, have, have a couple other minor injuries I got to take care of and, uh, on to the next man. I'll be back in action, uh, in October.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We hope so. Yeah, man, dude. That was, and, and I was watching it and I looked up so, uh, the past three fights you had before that you got first round knockouts, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah.
0: And I was watching. I was just checking out some uh, some interviews you had done on Twitter, and you were talking about like your mentality going into every fight is you want to knock them out. You just want to yep. straight up get a knockout, man. I was, I, I just appreciated that, man, because I was like, dude, that's what it's all about, dude. You got to have that attitude, because otherwise, you know, I just feel like you're you're not going to get very far. You know, you got to have yep. that killer instinct.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. It's, uh, it's. I just, man, wrestling is boring, you know, to the casual fan. It's so fucking tiring. I would just rather just slug. <laughs> trying to knock him out and, or get knocked out in the process, you know, like I did. So, yeah, I went. I mean, obviously I didn't get the outcome I wanted, but as long as the fans were happy and, uh, you know, my boss was happy, that's that's all that matters at the end of the day. That's what's up.
2: Yeah, man, Gavin, The in the interview, Gavin was like, dude, the kid throws rocks. And you could hear your punches, dude. dude. I was – that hurt – it hurt me when you hit them in the face, dude. I was uh-huh. – I don't know how people can go through three rounds of getting hit in the face like that, man.
1: It's yeah, it was. Uh, I I landed a couple good shots on him. I know. Uh, I know his nose is broken. I saw. I saw he had nose surgery after as well. Um, so yeah, man. Just uh, just a nice little reminder of hey, you know, I'm gonna try and get a couple wins in a row and uh, maybe maybe uh, get another crack at him. I think with a different training camp, you know, cutting down to 145 pounds, which I haven't weighed since I was 13 years old, uh, in three and a half weeks. You know, I think that paid a toll. Uh, my cardio as well. Uh, just after that first round, I just, I, just, my hands just felt really heavy, and I was very sluggish, and I just couldn't keep a pace anymore.
0: I was going to ask, do you um, know what the stats are on broken noses, like in your professional record?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I've only broken it once prior, and it's mostly deviated septum. It's not no, actually I mean long. like
0: breaking the other dude's nose.
1: Oh, I, I have no idea. I, I'm always aiming for it, so I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think a couple fights ago I, I broke, uh, what's his name's jaw with the uh, A similar punch it was like an overhand right to a left hook uh brandon noble i think i cracked his jaw and he was out for for a couple months after that oh my
0: god well i so i mean you said you wrestled and i know you had uh um you'd called out some guy in the ufc because he beat you in the state wrestling final
1: yeah yeah drew car close yep drew (laughs) car
0: okay so do you have a boxing background too because i mean you fucking throw punches man
1: yeah I just uh, I started uh, boxing when I was like 17, 18 years old, man, and I uh, never competed in it. I think it's very boring. Uh, but I have, a, I have a great boxing instructor, and uh, you know I just use my wrestling just to keep it on the feet and uh, try to knock people off with my hands, man. that's uh, just trying to stay smooth and stay powerful and uh, trying to guess out like I did.
2: Hmm. Yeah, because so we wanted to talk about so when did you start when did you start wrestling in your like your whole life? When did you start wrestling?
1: Ooh. I probably started wrestling, uh, I was either 9 or 10 years old. I started at uh, Algonac, Michigan. They had, a, they had a youth wrestling program up there before Richmond even did. And uh, I wrestled at that youth program for, uh, <laughs> excuse me, 2 or 3 years. And uh, then I transferred to middle school. We had wrestling in middle school at Richmond. Uh, I wrestled on a Brandon Day all the way through high school. So I think it was like uh, the year uh, 2000, it was year 2000. Wow. And uh, then I wrestled, you know, all through high school and all through college, four years in college. And then I moved out here right away and start, started started uh, the wrestling program here. And uh, the rest is history, man. Yeah, it's just been I've been wrestling for a couple of years now.
0: Damn. I, I don't want to brag, but I did wrestle for two years in middle school and I did win the city championship. In eighth that's grade. my man. That's yep. what I'm talking about. Damn. Hell yeah. And Hell I like yeah. I remember that shit, that's part of why I decided to try out for basketball in high school is because I was yeah. like, wrestling, dude, I mean, even in middle school, right? Like that shit, yeah. just practice was the hardest thing I've ever done.
1: Like, yeah, r- r- wrestling, is it's a different animal, you know, and I'm 31 years old today and uh, it's just... It's just so taxing on your body to continue that pace for so many years. And that's why I've I'm not saying I've gotten away from it, but I've gotten away from it because it's just so much easier just to try and knock somebody out than try and wrestle and grapple mm. and shit.
0: What percentage of the guys in like the UFC have a, like that strong of a wrestling background,
1: like where they basically mm. grew up doing it? I, I would say sixty percent, I would guess. You know, at minimum high school wrestling requirement, you know. Not not a requirement, but an attribute. Mm-hmm. If not, and there might be more, there might even be more.
0: Do you think that like eventually there would be MMA style, like at a high school level, right? Where it's like the Michigan high schools would compete in MMA. Cause I mean, right now, I mean, a lot of schools don't have any boxing or anything like that, but most schools have wrestling.
1: Uh, I, I don't think so because there's too much. There's too many lawsuits to go with it, and the, especially oh. in high school because the kids are too young. Okay. Uh, you know, there might be down the road. I could see submission grappling. You know, like club submission grappling. Uh, but there won't be. I don't think there'll be any strikes because if if a kid gets killed or hurt uh, really bad. Uh, the school gets sued and uh, nobody wants nobody wants that kind of lawsuit on them, especially at the CTE with the head trauma and so on and so forth at 14, 15, 16 years old. Uh, you don't want to take that kind of damage. So uh, to answer your question, I don't think there ever be MMA in high schools, but I, I could see uh, submission grappling.
0: Okay, that would be that would be cool man. When did you start yeah. doing like the MMA like actually with the the punches and the
1: kicks and all that stuff? Uh, in 2007 uh, that I, I worked at a gym in town called Steel City. And they had like a, oh, yeah. they had an MMA program, and uh, you know I jumped in it, and uh, the rest is history, man. It's, uh, I fell in love with it, and I started traveling the countryside, checking out other gyms, and I went, I came to Vegas, and uh, loved the gym so much, decided to move my whole life here.
0: Wow, that's fucking sweet, man. I mean, me and Justin have moved to LA for comedy, but is Vegas like the the place for UFC? Like, if you do MMA, you want to be in Vegas?
1: yeah because they have so many so many opportunities like there's this place called the UFCPI which is called the Performance Institute and if you're under contract like I am you can go into this building it's a multi-million dollar building they have state of the art equipment uh, and they they like for instance like leading up to my uh, my weigh in this fight is every week I'd have to go do a body composition test or it's called a DEXAgram and they go and they hook you to these electrodes and they'll run a circuit almost through your body and they'll tell you how much Uh, fat loss you've lost, Uh, is it fat loss or is it muscle loss or what kind of weight loss? They'll tell you like how much water, how many liters of water is in your body at that present time. Like it's some, it's some really high tech stuff that I couldn't even explain all the science to, but uh, you know, the athletes in the UFC are, have this at their, at their disposal Mm -hmm. when they're in Vegas. If you're not in Vegas, obviously you don't have it at your disposal. So uh, they do meal prep. You know, I can go there. They give me my meals for the week. Uh, You know, it's, uh, they, they have strength conditioning coaches to each athlete. Um, you know, you can get massage, you can get just about anything you want done there. And, and like I said, it's all state of the art. It's brand new. The building's probably only three or four years old and, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. I'm trying to take the best advantage of it. I can.
0: Yeah, man, dude, that sounds that's, that's the hookup. So like, basically yeah. once you're under, once you're under contract with UFC, that's like you made it, you got like all dude. the access. Cause I remember I had seen an interview where you were talking about all the regional fights, you know, that people yeah. don't really see. So like, yep. once you get to the UFC, man, you got all the, all the connections and everything, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's smooth sailing man. You know, some people I think get a little greedy because they get to the UFC early in their career and then they expect things like this. But fortunately, you know, I've been around for a long time and I've already dealt with all the regional bullshit uh, on the smaller on the smaller shows of uh, you know, having to figure out my medicals and having to pay for my medicals. But once you're in the UFC man, it's uh it takes all. It takes a big load off your shoulders. All you need to focus on is fighting and making money. You have nothing. You have people like I, my management team. Iridium Sports is just incredible. I have a guy based in Vegas just for me. His name is Lance. Anything I need, anytime I need anything. Hey man, you need a protein bar? I call him up. Hey Lance, I want a protein bar. He'll deliver a protein bar. Dude, to my you house, got so. a protein
2: <laughs> bar guy? <laughs> That's awesome. Dude,
1: I, I have if I have Reebok, like you know, I, I can call I can call Reebok. You know, hey Reebok, I need a new pair of shoes, and they'll send me a brand new pair of Reebok shoes, whatever style I want. You know, I need wow. clothes, I need workout gear. And, uh, so I, I don't take crazy advantage of it, but I I do take advantage of it when I need it. You know what I mean? Hey, I need, I need workout. Hey, I don't like these shorts. Send me some pants and then they'll just, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome, man. It's uh, you know, but with that being said, you know, over the last 10 years I've made, you know, $20,000 or less. Uh, you know, a year for my whole career. So it's kind of just paying it back. You know, all the, all the years of missed out opportunity and you know yeah. lack of money that I've made. Because in the regional circuit, you know, you're only making a thousand, two thousand at max for a fight. Right. You know, for the UFC, it's it, it turns into five figures immediately. So
0: yeah, that's got to be a good feeling when all that grinding pays off after so many years of like wondering when is this going to happen, and then it finally does.
1: And, and it happened un, uh, you know unexpected too. And you know, I'm I'm very lucky and. You know, but, you know, like they say, I create my own luck, man. I put myself in the right situation time and time again. Eventually, something I have to give. It took a little longer than I wanted it to, but, uh, you know, I'm here now, and I'm here to stay. And, you know, hats off to Gavin Tucker. You know, he's a fucking tough dude, and I wish him the best in his career. And, you know, the best thing for me is, you know, get a couple wins under my belt and, and fight him again, man, because it's an exciting fight. It's a, You know, it's, I'm bummed that I lost, but I'm happy that, you know, I've got a lot of love, and it wasn't a boring fight. Like, I, I tried yeah. to take his head off. You know with everything I could and he tried to take mine off and uh, it was a lot of fun
2: yeah it was a great fight yeah but um when you go with the when you get to the UFC do you sign a contract for a certain amount of years or a certain amount of fights or like is it just a one fight deal thing
1: no I, I signed for four fights I still have two fights left in my contract but depending on how this next fight goes I'm going to try to negotiate for an extension after my third fight
2: oh okay That's pretty cool. Yeah, I never knew how that worked. Because
0: it seems like, you know, it's not like 8 Mile where it's like you got one shot. You actually get to sign (laughs) for for multiple fights. And and I think, I mean, obviously you had a, a first round knockout in your first fight and then you held your own in this fight too, so it's like, yeah. If you get another knockout or something like that, yeah, you could have some leverage to be like, look, give me more than just one more fight.
1: Yeah, they say you want to win. You want to win the first two of your three, and then the UFC is willing to negotiate with you, especially if you do it in spectacular fashion. You know, it's like if I take guys down and grind them and you know hold them down when decisions. They don't really care for that too much, but they can see that you know I'm throwing hammers and I'm trying to take people's heads off, and uh, you know I think they appreciate that. Even like I said, even though I lost. Uh, uh, I know that was appreciated I know that the matchmaker really liked the fight so uh that's always a good thing you know it's uh it's just you know as long as I'm throwing hands man it's it's uh it's all that matters
2: yeah it was it was definitely uh, a fun fight to watch it was like It had a lot of good twists and turns, and you you couldn't expect anything to happen. I was very surprised the two times that Gavin got out of what you did to him. When you knocked him, and you were hammer fisting his face in, dude, and then you fucking uh, had him in that chokehold. I was just like, I don't understand how someone could go through all that. And then he still had the uh, strength to, like, you guys both had the strength to go that far after everything you guys exerted. I was blown away. like that. Uh, I I honestly
1: was, too, to be honest. I thought... I thought for sure when I locked in that choke, it was going to be a wrap. I um, that choke was dead. I could hear him gurgling, ah, oh, like, all right, shit. he's about to, he's about to pass out. And somehow his pants fell down, and he squirmed, squirmed loose, and uh, you know, onto the next man, onto the next round. My arms were really tired, and I didn't throw very many punches. I only threw like ten punches in the second round because I was so tired. In the third round, I came out slinging him again, and uh, he just caught me with that knee, man, and uh, beginning of the end right there.
0: Yeah, dude, those sneaky Canadians, man, pulling their shorts down and getting out. of Yeah, shit, dude, bro. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying, shit. Sorry, hey, hey, you
0: fucking <laughs> repped America good, though. You fuck, you got some clean shots on that Canadian,
1: but no, I mean, he yeah, was, I dude,
0: it. he was uh, he was doing a lot of those kicks, man. Does he have, like, a kickboxing background, or?
1: Yeah, he has a Muay Thai kickboxing background, not to mention he's a black bump person in the jiu-jitsu. Like, he's an overall <laughs> tough guy, man. You know, it's, uh, if I fought him, I'd, I'd change my game plan a little bit, um, uh, but besides that, you know, it's it, the thing with that fight is no matter how I change my game plan or he changes his, it's always going to be an exciting fight. It's always going to be us trying to knock each other out. Like, it's always going to be a lot of fun like that. So hopefully in the next year or so I get another crack at him and uh, he doesn't get up after I hit him with that uppercut. <laughs>
0: That'd be sweet. I was going to ask, man, Um, obviously your two UFC fights were with the no fans kind of, you know, empty stadium situation. Is that an advantage, like, in terms of being able to hear your coaches and stuff,
1: or...? You feed off the hands. Nah, no, nah, it's 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 nor an advantage or a disadvantage to me. It's when I'm in the cage, man, it's all I'm just I'm tunnel vision. I don't care who's there. Um, you know, I, I I'm there for a job, I'm there for a paycheck. So I don't care if there's one person in the crowd or a hundred thousand people in the crowd. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting paid either way. So it's all the same to me.
0: Dude, I, that's my favorite fucking attitude. I'm like that too. I'm like, dude, am I getting paid? All right. I don't give a fuck, man. It doesn't matter yeah. if there's nobody at the it,
1: show. It, it's, it's just like, it's just like going to your job, you know, when, would your job be more exciting if you had a hundred thousand people rooting for you while you're doing your job or would you get paid, <laughs> you know, if you get paid the same ads, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess it'd be, it'd be kind of cool with the crowd, but either, either way, I, I'm going to be the same person. I'm still going to act the same and you know, it's all going to be good.
0: Yeah, man. That's a, that a consistent attitude that you need, man. You got to just take everything like it's the same. Because otherwise, you know, I think people psych themselves out with, you know, oh, there's not going to be any fans there or there are going to be all these people. It's like if you just focus on the job at hand, dude.
1: Yep. You're get I, I agree with thing. you
2: 100%. 100%. How is it? I was interested to see uh, your post uh, interview, I think from the first fight, saying about you almost thought of retiring a few times.
1: Yeah, man. Like I said, it's a fight game is a tough game, dude. It's just, you know – um, yeah it's you know you're doing all these gigs you know all these fights these local fights for for pennies but if you lose a re- at the regional show against another tough guy you know your career is over the UFC doesn't want to pick up guys that are losing you know there was twice one time I had to I had put together a five fight win streak then I lost and I just put together another five fight win streak and I lost you know if you're not getting these win streaks going dude they'll they'll, they'll get rid of you quick and uh um, you know, there's a couple of times, like I said, at the job, I, I run a wrestling program in at gym, dude, I, I make 20 grand a year prior, besides fighting. So in, before getting here, you know, I'd be making less than 25,000 in a year living off that, you know, I have a child, I have an 11 year old kid and you know, trying to live a sustainable lifestyle on $25,000 when you're 20 years old. That's one time or even 25. That's one thing. But when you're 31, you got responsibility. You know, we're talking about 401k, you know, what am I going to do after if I get injured? You know, no health insurance. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of drawbacks to fighting. You know, I'm glad I stuck it out to be in the position I'm in now. But there, there's, uh, there's some really dark, dark uh, downfalls to say the least at, at a lot of times during my career.
2: Yeah, what so what's your drive what was your drive to, to to push you to make it to the UFC because you know like thinking about quitting like what kept you you know
1: well this, it, it, yeah no it's no no problem' this is an easy this is an easy answer and it, it sounds cliche but it's not so when I was you know when I moved out here in 2000 and uh, 2012 my son was three years old he was a baby he didn't he didn't know He couldn't he didn't he couldn't understand. Oh dad's moving to Vegas So my biggest fear was moving here and becoming unsuccessful because you know You know for the first couple years when I was a kid up until like 10 11 years old My dad really wasn't around and I remember him not being around very much and I knew what he was doing He was partying drinking doing drugs and stuff and uh, I I don't I'm not mad at him for it Uh, But that was always in the back of my head So when I came to Vegas, I don't want him to have the same Remember or the same idea of me, you know, he went to vegas and party just face off or you know And, and when it what when that's not true, you know I came here and I did a job and I'm training every single day and you know, las vegas has this uh, this evil look to it like 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 it's this big, you know uh, Crazy party town which it is at, at parts, but when you live here, it's not like that Like I don't go to the strip at all, you know But anyways my back to the, to answer your question. My biggest motivation was I needed to get to the UFC uh, to, to to show my kid, you know, for one, dreams uh, dreams do come true, and never give up. And uh, you know, I wanted him to just always know that, you know, I, what I set out to do, I did, you know, and I didn't want to fall short. So, that that was my biggest motivation.
0: Well, I I mean, I've heard a lot of, of people who you know they draw inspiration from the responsibilities that they have. You know, like a lot yeah. of people would think, oh, well, you have a kid, so now maybe it makes sense to quit chasing your dream. But it's like, sure, I think a lot of people, be it UFC or whatever they're chasing in life, like. They use that responsibility, it's something heavy to carry, to motivate them to keep, you know, pushing towards great things.
1: Sure, and and, and to, to go back to what you said is yeah that and that was a factor as well. It's like you know it, you can you can play both sides. There's a an yin and a yang to that. That mm-hmm. can be your motivation to keep going, or it can be the the motivation and the reasoning for you quitting. Like there's plenty of people that that quit because of fuck. I just don't make any money. I have a kid now, and you know I can't afford anything. And that and that has been a case, you know, when I was you know, like 27 years old calling my mom asking for hey, can I get a $500 loan or can I get a thousand dollar loan here real quick? You know, I'll pay you back on you know, my next paycheck or whatever. Like that shit's embarrassing. Um, you know, and, uh, there was a couple times, you know, a good friend of mine, Shane Olson went to high school with, he called me this year. He called me in like January. He's like, dude, you're 30 now, man. Like, when are you going to think about hanging it up? And I said, dude, I'm so close. Can't hang it up just yet. Sure. Shit. Two months later, Bink signed my contract and, here I am living a good life
0: now. Dude, that's, that's how amazing. it works, too. It's like right when someone doubts you, yeah. you're like, I'm, when, like, I feel like as soon as someone comes up to you and doubts you or tells you or tries to implant that doubt on you, that just means you're that much closer. You're like sure. right around the corner from whatever it is you, you need to get you to the next level, man. And,
1: and, and Shane is just the first person I think about it. And I don't think it was, it wasn't ill intent. I think he was genuinely looking out for me because he, I mean, he knows the living condition, you know, and Jake Boyce being another one, good friend of mine. I don't think that they doubted me. They're just like, man, like if you fucking lose your next regional fight or something, like you're never going to get to UFC. You don't have any money to show for it. You don't have anything, you know? And I, I genuinely think these people weren't doubting me, but they are just looking out for me. And, you know, I'm a stubborn son of a bitch and, you know, it's uh, I I've re- I rode this wave. It took me, you know, ten years to get here, almost uh, to the UFC. You know, I have twenty I had twenty pro fights getting into the UFC, and now I have twenty one. And you know, it's it's been a rough, rocky road, man. But I I would do it all again uh, to to have the feeling I did in June, and even to have the feeling I just had the other night. Yeah, I'm bummed I lost. I'm a big I fucking hate losing, but you know it is what it is. It's a sport, man. And uh, the thing about MMA is we can always come back as long as they are not injured. And you know, I'm hurt. I'm not injured, so I'm ready to go. And I talked to my manager. We're already lining up opponents. You know, I'm trying to get a big name fight coming up soon. Uh, you know, uh, like uh, uh, a couple names that we're, we're tossing around right now, some bigger names, and uh, get back on the gravy train, man. I want to knock somebody out and collect my check. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> that's Fuck amazing.
0: It. I was going to say, that'd be a shirt, dude. Hurt, not injured. Yes. Yeah, that's like, right. I know, exactly. I know, bitch, man. Exactly. I'm, fucking, I'm coming at it, dude. But that's not, like, I don't think people mean it with ill intent. People are like, that's a good friend who's like, hey, maybe you should think about, you know, sure. different situations. But I, it's like, I think those things come into your path. When you're really close to it, you know. Yeah, I, I just think that's I how agree. the universe kind of lines shit up for us sometimes.
1: Yeah, I I agree, man. And like I said, it's I, I appreciate their support, and I and it shows me that they are looking out for me, you know. So that it made me happy that I have so such good friends and family that that love me, whether I win or lose, you know. And and, and you know, I took my first loss in 2015, and I remember coming to the gym, and Randy Couture walks in, and I was looking all bum. He's, like, Hey, Jess, what's wrong? I was like, hey, boss, you know, I just fucking took my first professional loss." And he's like, ah, man, that sucks. But I'm going to give you some advice right now that, you know, I wish somebody would have gave me 20 years ago. I said, what's that? He goes, if the worst thing that happens to you during your day is you lose a fight, you have a, you're having a pretty good day. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's fucking deep because, you know, my son still loves me. My family still loves me. My friends still love me. You know, and it's like nothing happened. I just lost a fight. So if that's the worst thing that's happened to me this month, that's I'm doing all right.
0: That's the thing, because you had the chance, you know, you still had the opportunity to fight, and you still have all your loved ones. Um, we had just yep. actually uh, found out earlier today, one of our comedian friends, he had passed away over the weekend. So, I mean, it's like when you see stuff like that, though, it just reminds you that it can all be gone tomorrow. Sure, absolutely. You know, and absolutely. it puts things into perspective, man. So it's like, yeah, dude, having those people in your life just reminds you what it's all about, you know?
1: yeah no doubt absolutely
0: and the opportunity to, to compete man that's what i love too it's like you know just did you have a chance at it
2: yeah
1: yeah it's you know i i had my chance you know and i'm not gonna even say i blew my chance because i gave it everything i had man that's all i can ask you know there's been times where i've lost and i really regret like oh, i should have done this different i should have done that different but this time i don't man i did everything i could and given the time i you know i lost 34 pounds in three and a half weeks to make weight for this fight yeah i did I just, everything yeah. i could right and it was fucking tough
0: damn what do you, what's your diet? Like
1: what, what kind of weight loss program are you on? Dude, it, it was fucking terrible. So I was, I was in Michigan. Uh, I was at Hamlin pa, Hamlin pub with my parents and uh, my manager called. He's like, Hey, you want a quick turnaround? Like we got this guy in three and a half weeks. I checked the scales, 178 pounds. You know, like <laughs> oh. Jason, I, I told Jason, I'm like, I'm a little heavier and I'm drinking beer right now. And he's <laughs> like, he's like, well, it's up to you. And I told him that 145, 155, 170, I'll show up and blow up. So mm. I didn't want to turn it down. I fucking, I started. So basically my diet was I'd wake up. I would fast until about 2 p.m. I'd have my first training session in the morning, 2 p.m. I'd have a salad with two eggs, and then uh, I'd go train at three. And then I would come back, have a salad with two or three more eggs, and that was it. And yeah. I did that for three and a half weeks, and uh, you know, uh, I lost a lot of weight, man. <laughs> I lost a lot of weight fast. <laughs>
2: wow, I saw that. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I didn't think you were ever that small because that's a that's tiny, dude.
1: Yeah, that's especially for, for you because you're
2: a big dude.
1: Yeah, I walk around like at 180. So, it was, uh, it, was, uh, it was it was it was. Hot. I just I just stepped on the scale when I woke up this morning. I was 176 pounds, and I weighed 146 pounds on Friday.
0: Dude, okay, all right, all right. So my brother wrestled in high school, and I know like my brother also has a fucking eating disorder. But straight up, dude, he would weigh in on Fridays and then just go eat insane amounts of food. Like, how much food did you eat after the fight?
1: Dude, it's it just. It, I wasn't even eating because I was hungry. I just wanted to eat. I just enjoyed yeah. eating, man. I just – I was 172 pounds when i walked in the cage on saturday holy shit! that's what i thought yeah i saw i I
2: thought in the cage i i thought i saw i was i was gonna ask were you full because you looked thicker that day
1: oh yeah i was i was i was grubbing pizza and sushi (laughs) and all the above (laughs) and you know chugging and the biggest thing is the is the is the fluids because i depleted myself with by fluids so bad Mm. Uh, that that was that was the i mean just water sloshing around in my stomach like I look like a bodybuilder on Friday. Today I look like a fat fat piece of shit, but you know what are you gonna do?
2: Do you feel better though?
1: Uh, well, I went hard on some sushi for lunch, so I don't feel very good right now. But uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, I feel better now that all my weight's back, and that the feeling I had Friday, like I was like the weight cut was so freaking hard. Like it was, it was. I thought I was gonna. I genuinely thought I was gonna have a heart attack or a heat stroke. Uh, it was it was terrible. Uh, we cranked the room up to 100 degrees my hotel room. Holy I was in plastics, shit. and I was wrestling uh, In a hundred degrees in plastics, and it was so bad I like I couldn't breathe and it, it it's giving me anxiety thinking about it and I hope I never have to go through something like that. again.
0: damn, bro.
2: That was giving me anxiety Yeah, yeah I, did, like, I was I was choking
0: a little bit you went through the diet and then on top of that I'm just picturing like being in a nice hotel but instead of enjoying the room, you're in fucking trash bags wrestling. It was, fl- it was fucking
1: terrible, dude. It's, I weighed 158 pounds on Thursday night. So I started my weight cut at 158 pounds. And I uh, get with my coach, and we worked out for about an hour. And it was terrible. Like It was a very hard workout. I was in sweats in that hot room. And I was like, all right. So after about we worked out for two hours – And I looked at my, and I was, you know, I was uh, 13 pounds over and I had lost nine pounds in two hours. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, fucking bet. I mean, I felt like shit, but I wouldn't feel that shitty. And uh, I was like, hell yeah, fucking bet. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to sleep. It's it's like one o'clock in the morning. I'm going to go to sleep till six and we'll finish the last three pounds at 6 a.m. So I lay down in bed, but I was getting the chills. If I had one foot outside of the covers, I was too cold. If I had one, if both feet were under, I was too warm and I couldn't sleep at all. So... I stayed up from 1 o'clock to 6 a.m. My coaches came in at 6, so like, all right, let's get this last pound off. I work out for an hour, you know, thinking that I just lost 9 pounds in 2 hours. So I work out for an hour, hoping I'd lose, like, 5 pounds and I can hydrate back up. Well, I end up losing only 2 pounds, so I still have 1 more pound to go. I'm like, motherfucker. So I jump I jump in the bathtub, uh, a very hot bathtub, and I sit in it for 40 minutes straight, which oh is, like, like, a hot tub, but I'm not breaking a sweat. I get out of the bathtub. I weigh we have one hour until weigh and I only lost point two, And I was like, so I have point eight to go, and I told my coach, I'm like, I'm done. I'm fucking done. Like, this fucking sucks. I don't like it. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, get your ass back in that hot room. And so we went back there, and we started wrestling. And it was so bad. He There's video. One of the guys videoed it. He, they're holding me up, trying to get me to keep moving. Like, it's taking two guys to hold me up like a puppet, like trying to hold my body up and keep my legs moving. And, and then uh, – I told him, I said, I'm done at ten fifteen because we had to leave at ten thirty. I said, I'm not going, I'm not doing anything else past ten fifteen. And ten fifteen, I stepped on the scale, one forty five point nine, and that was it.
0: Wow, damn, bro, that's fucking intense, man. No, it, it was, was bad. the biggest. Yeah, like... I, hope,
1: I I couldn't, I, I couldn't do that again. If you told me right now if I could do that again, I'll pay you ten grand. I, I, I would hesitate on it. I, I would, uh, I would definitely hesitate. That's it was, it was the hardest and one of the most miserable experiences of my whole life.
0: So is your plan just for the next fight in October just to try and be more well because that was like short notice fight right?
1: Yeah, that was three weeks and you know I told them that you know next time they want me going go at one forty five I don't mind but I need a minimum of six weeks. Okay. And uh, I'm hoping they come through for that. I don't I don't want another short notice offer. If it's at one fifty five, that's fine. That's that's three four weeks at one fifty five is fine. I can get ready for that. But one forty five is too much. And you know I and I t- and you know what I did what I said I was going to do. I told Dana White. I told Sean Shelby. That, you know, if you give me a 45 fight, I'm going to show up and I'm going to do what I do. And I did, uh, you know, we didn't get the win, but I showed up and I threw heavy punches and I mean, exciting fight, but my body just can't, I just can't take those kind of weight cuts on that kind of notice.
2: Yeah. What, uh, what would you prefer to fight
1: at? You know, wherever the, wherever the bigger paycheck is, man, honestly.
2: Oh,
1: um, okay. yeah, I'll, I'll fight at 170. I'll fight, I fought at 185 before. If, you know, it just depends on where the money's at right now. I'm, I'm making really good money fighting at 45 and 55, you know, And uh, you know, I think my first my UFC debut, I made like eighty grand. And uh, you know, so as long as as long as those zeros keep racking up, let's go, show up, and I'll blow up. You know,
0: where is typically the bigger money at, or is it just kind of depend on the matchup? It's not necessarily. It's
1: yeah, it's matchup. It's matchup based. Okay. So if they if they offer me a fight at you know one fifty five for say ten grand, and then one forty five for twenty five grand, I'm going to go to one forty five or vice versa, and so forth. Okay.
2: But, do they base like is like uh the money based on like how many wins you got and how much like i guess you could say clout as you yeah
1: know? yeah yeah a lot of his clout and a lot of its stylistic matchup like they're gonna pay a they're gonna pay a knockout artist more money than they're gonna pay a submission guy mm-hmm. if that makes sense that does make and sense. uh you know at least i think so they, they won't probably openly say that but You know, I got I got a lot of good clout after my first knockout. And even after this, you know, it's I still got a lot of good clout because, again, dude, like I said, Gavin's fucking tough, man. And I never take anything away from my opponents because I know how hard they work to get to where they are. And I know how hard hard I worked to get to where I am. And for someone to step in the ring and beat me after everything I did right, you know, hats off to him. man. so I I hope he racks up a couple more wins and gets in the top 15 and uh, I can meet him there and knock him out uh, next time. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah yeah man i mean it was a good ass fight dude you guys were both kind of you know different styles but you know going back and forth on it and he seemed yep. to have the advantage early and that's why when you got landed that punch and he went to yeah. the ground i was like oh shit i was not ready for that man
1: yeah i was uh you know i i wasn't ready for it either i didn't i didn't and i i saw his eyes roll back into his head and i i remember you know like oh fuck the fight's over the fight's over and then unfortunately it wasn't so you know, hindsight's always twenty-twenty. I should have done a couple things different. Instead of jumping into his guard and trying to grapple with him, I probably just should have postured over top of him and try to do some more damage with my feet and with my with my elbows and my hands. But like I said, hindsight's twenty-twenty, man. And we can always, you know, the whole world would be a lot different if we could all, you know, go back on our what ifs. But you know, um, just you know, uh, learn and on to the next.
2: That's all you can do.
1: Yep exactly that's
2: the, uh, it's always powerful to be able to move on to the next and not to accept failure you know but obviously sure. you signed the contract in the ufc so i why well, it'd be stupid not to fight but but
0: i mean it, it's also just to be like yeah no you actually you did show some things and it's like to get clout after a loss too i mean that's that's the best kind of loss to have you know if you're gonna yeah. lose that's how you it, want to do it you want to like i was telling justin it's like you went out swinging you know
1: yep you exactly out. you know it's live by the sword die by the sword. that's why i live hell yeah man that's what's up dude
0: I gotta ask, uh, how how good of an athlete was Essenmacher in high school?
1: Uh, I remember uh, we played baseball together, and <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I was his backup first baseman. I he was a lot taller than me, and he had longer reach, so he oh. always played over top of me. And uh, I can't remember if he was any good at batting, but I remember he was <laughs> he was a really good first baseman with a long ass reach that uh that that held his own. Uh, we played football together a little bit as well. Yeah, uh, he was a year younger than me. Um, I want to say that he was on on the line on the offensive line if i'm not mistaken i
2: was and you were on defense and and on offense and you kicked everybody's ass and i was scared shitless of you
1: (laughs) (laughs) i I, I wouldn't go that far well yeah dude
2: you were uh like he was our linebacker dude and i just remember like watching him hit people and i just go i don't want to be there i don't want (laughs) to be a part of that and he enjoyed it so much i was just like how <laughs> how do you how do you do that? Now my body I'm like my body doesn't want to do that. And and uh yeah, dude you uh you did a lot of cool shit in high school too. How many state titles in wrestling do you have?
1: Yeah, I only have one and then we had two runner up as well. Um, you know, and then I was undefeated going into my senior year 57 and 0 and then I lost to Jakar Klaus who also fights in the UFC now. I lost to him by a point and uh that that's the, one of the guys i was calling out the other day but yeah i don't know man it's ever since i was little i always like to hurt people and it's not like i want to hurt innocent people it's like i want a competition you know even in wrestling matches i love slamming people and, and trying to hurt them but i mean not like out of competition it's not like i want to go to a bar and pick a bar fight that i, I mean i've been in a couple of bar fights before but <laughs> um yeah it was always i just i just like the aggressive i just like aggressive natured sports and um yeah man i played one year college football i wrestled four years in college and uh you know, it's uh it's now I'm now I am where I am, man. So I, I wouldn't change my story for anything.
0: How intense is college football up from high school football?
1: Uh it's not more intense, it's just faster. It's okay. just faster and everyone's bigger and that's I mean, it's the plays are run faster and you know it's 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 the same with every sport. It's not like I don't know. It just I, I was really small in uh, in football. You know, I was five. I'm five foot seven. I was probably two hundred pounds playing college football. I was fucking terrible. I was slow. Um, and I would just get wrecked day in and day out. I only played one season uh, because of that. I just kept getting fucked up, man. Like mm. you can't stop. You, you know, tr- trying stopping a halfback. You know, coming up the middle at a full sprint. You know, because I was a safety in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just was getting my bell rung too much and. You know, I need to save some brain cells for fighting. So I only played one semester. Um, and the same thing with wrestling too, you know, is, uh, it's just, it's just faster. It's just yeah. uh, it's a, it's a lot tougher and a little, and a lot faster. I think every sport is that way. You know, in baseball, the, p- the pitches come a little faster. Uh, the the fence is a little bit longer, you know, it's just, just small increments of increasing the speed of the sport.
2: Yeah. How tough is college wrestling uh, workouts compared to like uh, high school?
1: Uh, it's, You know, well, it's different. So when I was wrestling for George, you know, we had three-hour-long practices. We get out of school at, you know, 250. Mm -hmm. They were like two-and-a-half hours, 330, and then 330 to 6 or whatever we were doing. Uh, College isn't as long. It's usually an hour, hour hour-and-a-half practice, but it's – bust your ass for an hour and a half there's no there's no technique there's not much technique because they figure once you get to college you should know most of the technique already or at least the technique you're going to do mm-hmm. um so it's get in get out you know get in get a hard workout and get out and then we do our lifts afterwards and stuff but uh from an intensity standpoint it's night and day difference uh, from a toughness standpoint it's uh you know so much shorter than a three-hour practice i prefer the quick get in, get out practices over the high school three-hour practices
2: yeah i would, I think i'd prefer that too
0: yeah although i mean i don't know if i can i remember like i said i wrestled a little in middle school and then i went to sure. a high school practice when i was still in middle school and i was like i couldn't even even that was just too much for me yeah i couldn't fucking handle it anymore man
1: hey i don't i don't mean to cut you guys short but i have some friends waiting to go to dinner right now oh, um yeah. if you want can we can we uh we can recap or we can we can get back together later in the week and uh if there's anything else you guys want to talk about
2: no, man, It's all good. We this, this was perfect, man. This was an awesome conversation. We appreciate you taking your time out of your day, man. Um I mean, congrats on the fight and uh good luck in the future, okay?
1: Hey, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Like, if you guys ever want to chop it up or, you know, before fights, after fights, dude, I'm I'm your Huckleberry. Just just give me a call.
2: Heard. Oh, yeah, man. Heard, man. We'll definitely do that. All right. All right, all right man. Sounds good, guys. Take I'll talk to you. Soon. Justin. Bye.
1: All right.
0: Justin,
2: James, man. man, that was cool.
0: Dude, I wish we would ask about the guitar hero. I just I wanted I to remembered. ask. I thought
2: you were going to ask it at one point. I, I missed it. I, I missed forget. the guitar
0: hero question, man. But that was a good ass interview, dude. That, that was, was good. Enjoyable. I felt
2: professional. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say much, but I It no, was a good I mean, conversation. It
0: was, man. On every un- uh, all ends. Yeah, man. It was it was just interesting to hear how he's fucking he's like, "I going to fucking knock a guy out." I'm that like, was, "Dude, that's I that want to I want to be that guy." You know what I'm saying? Yeah dude being that big swinger dude that's what's up man and it's it is interesting to hear like how they do the pay grade it's like well this fight's gonna sell them and it makes sense right so they're like dude we want we want you to try and knock the shit out of this guy that's why tyson was a big attraction (laughs) right because he's like no this guy knocks people out dude exactly Man. Yeah,
2: that'd be like that's like when people want like like a really fucking knockout comedian. They're gonna pay me a lot of money, and then they'll pay less for Marcus. Yeah, it's that. If Cause I'm
0: like I'm like Sugar Ray Leonard, you know. I kind of I do the little. you know I like do Mike
2: and you know, I'm like Mike python Yeah, you're, you're retarded.
0: You. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I love you. you I love you too, out You knock too, him the fuck out. Bro,
0: uh did you see Mike Tyson's on Shark Week this week too? Yeah,
2: I haven't seen any. I've only seen his commercials.
0: I I have seen no Shark Week yet either, but I, I, I do I think it's want funny, he's putting
2: it a, he puts a, a arm wing on, mm. and his son comes to put it on him, and he like, he's like, he oh, thought I'd been working out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've been working out, it's Shark Week. It's th- oh my God. I, if I ever meet Mike Tyson and he sees this, which would be fucking sweet, first of all, that would
2: be so sweet. I don't know if I would. I don't It'd know if he the could shit be like. Out of me. I don't know if I could be like. You know what? I deserve it. Hit me in the face. But if he does, I think I feel like my jaw would be behind my back like an owl's head. Just well, yeah, how old is
0: that, dude? yeah, Just <laughs> knock it out. That was the funny part about Hangover, dude. The other day we were watching Hangover, man. Mike Tyson is like boom, 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 boom. I can see it. <laughs> Come and then he just knocks Zach next, and Did he just m- hits the floor. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, dude. It's fucking wild, bro. And you
2: look like him.
0: I do kind of look like a cooler yeah. version. As yeah,
2: Zach like. is a little skinnier.
0: <laughs> Zach is a little, fuck you. Hey, fuck you, man. I'm over here. <laughs> I am I am now a Heineken 0.0 guy. He
2: is that guy. This, guy, this guy can't now. turn a fucking.
0: I got it. I have to do it. It's <laughs> yes, what's necessary. And you
2: know what? I'm drinking fucking sparkling Voss water. So that tells Who's you better? what, like. What, where we're at in life. We're so fucking bougie right now.
0: No, we're just trying to make positive changes, man. Dude, the yeah. craziest part when he was talking about losing weight.
1: Mm-hmm. He's like,
0: yeah, I lost like 87 pounds in like two days. And you're just like, fuck, dude, how'd you do that? And he's like, eggs and salad. And then I uh, I fucking... I, <laughs> and Marcus is like, wait, so you can't... Pizza? You can't no pizza? No, piece, no pizza. No but pizza. After, but that's the thing. I, Dude, I think uh, like, I think my brother got an eating disorder from wrestling. Cause it just, I it, can see it, it happening. It sets it up like you can't eat for like four days. And then it's like, oh, you weighed in? Well, now you weigh that. So you can, we, that sentence, don't eat whatever you want. And you're like. Bruh, bruh, bruh. Like I remember going to a CC's pizza. You know a CC's Yeah. Is? I went to a CC's with my brother and everyone was just looking at him because he'd walk back with these plates. Just all the pizza. Sometimes
2: it's like you gotta tell that guy when you're just like, Come on, really? You're gonna eat all that? And but, then the sad thing is and you look over and he ate all of it. All the crust. And he's too. still
0: in better shape. But watching Jerry, it, it was funny. It was funny, man. And he it up. And yeah, my brother would, yeah. <laughs> um uh but yeah, man, that's a I crazy couldn't see it like story. I
2: you know, like I'm doing that challenge, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I'm thinking it's hard. He's like, "No, dude, I lost nine pounds in one night. What are you? What are you doing with your life?" And that I'm like, uh... "Well, I I ate some almonds and I uh, drank soda water." And but did you <laughs>
0: wrestle in a hefty bag? All right, you don't want it enough. Did you wrestle in a-
2: <laughs> I need it. Uh, could you imagine if comics? The if comics had to like do dude, a weight loss. Dude, if you had weight
0: classes for comedy, I would go to the heavyweight like show every have, time. We, bro. There might
2: be like there might be like ten comics left. They'd be like, Fuck oh, you, that. just have different weight classes.
0: You have your heavyweights. Your PC right? you, class. You got no you got your you Joey Diaz featherweights. Yeah. You got your featherweights. You got your uh you got your middle weights, you got your welterweights, you got your Walter weights. I don't know what other weight classes there are. Uh, and then you got your heavyweights, all right? I'm trying to get into the heavyweight status, all right? That's why I'm trying to pack on the pounds so I can... You're doing good. I want to get in that Joey Diaz class, you know what I'm talking about?
2: You know, we talked to one UFC fighter and he thinks he can fight. Look at this. Ah,
0: no, I just got bad skin, so I'm trying to cover it up. But I was like, ah, I'll put him up. Fucking you do yeah. look
2: like an old-timey boxer right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, I got like the big gut, but... A... Yeah. <laughs>
2: Why? what was up with those guts? Why? Well, how dude, did they fight? They're like, hey, how much beer can it's, it's you drink? It's
0: harder. It's harder to hit him with the body shots, right? Because they got all that extra padding.
2: Oh, so now you're a boxing coach.
0: I know I'm a 1930s boxing coach. <laughs> I only know 1930s bare uh, knuckle okay. depression boxing. That's yeah. all I know. So.
2: And you use your wife for a boxing bag?
0: <laughs> <laughs> she should have been cooking the meatloaf. Pa, pa, pa. Um, honey, I'm fighting the nose on Friday. Okay.
2: Yeah the nose don't beat your ass last time I and mean, he's gonna beat it again he's like
0: say it again bitch yeah no she she stands up she's like that's all you got she's just fucking dude they used to build women different back then all right they, they built were bigger them than the last. guys sometimes they were like the cars built out of steel you know what i'm saying they fucking mashed potato fucking ladies their
2: wedding photos were who had the biggest mustache in it they would sit next to each other
0: that's just the italians <laughs> i cook a pasta for all of the kids yeah Fucking shit, dude. That was fun, though. That I'm was glad, so I'm glad, much fun, uh, yeah. I'm glad, we it was got cool. to, I'm glad we got to talk to him, man. And, uh, you know, I was I wanted to see, like, are we going to talk about the fight at all? And
2: he was like, yeah, man, let's fucking...
0: Because that was a good fight. It
2: was a great fight. It was fight. a good
0: fight. If um, you didn't
2: see it, you should definitely go watch it. It's a great fight to watch. There's a lot of twists and turns. And that's not even just saying that.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool. James against Gavin Tucker. It was on Saturday, man. It was a good fight, dude. It was fun.
2: Hey, yeah. So uh, did you hear what he said about me, bitch? He said baseball? you he
0: said you exactly. started at first base over him because of your lanky ass.
2: Oh, give it give it here. Uh oh. yeah. Could catch it. I was Surpri- also a, I'm surprised it was also catch an, it. I was also an ace pitcher. I was also oh, an a starting ace? pitcher. I actually was a good hitter too. But and you know the funny thing of politics? I got cut varsity baseball because ah. I wasn't liked.
0: You weren't liked? So
2: you know so just carrying when on. You, when you got
0: cut from varsity baseball because you weren't My liked My whole life changed. Is that when it started?
2: When the when the fucking emotions the kicked depression in. yeah is that when you yeah. decided to join a screamo band I like band the first and... I got the first girl in my life and then she <laughs> fucking oh, that was getting bad I, I don't know yep I started a band
0: <laughs> I started a band then I quit my band into comedy and now we're here
2: you know that we're was here. uh and now. And surprisingly, I'm still in my parents' house and in another parents' house in a basement practicing. But that
0: was the thing he was talking about. It's like, you know, when you're 26 and you got to ask your parents for money. It is know, embarrassing. That hit me hard. It is. But it's also like at the same time, man, that's what family's there for, right?
2: If you have a good family, but then there's some people out there that aren't yeah. as uh, lucky as us. Like, yeah, oh, for very, sure. For sure. I I'm know I'm very that. lucky for my family. I know, family but that's what that, I'm saying. Uh, they do take care of me.
0: If you have that foundation. Yes.
2: But if you don't. It can
0: help you get there. Yeah. You know and what i And I think
2: Really, you do that much more support with a dream is just that much more help because this shit gets dark, just like he was saying, and it gets lonely. Yeah, it gets depressing. You keep doing the same shit, hoping you get a break, and then you try starting a podcast with your best friend. fuck you because I was gonna say that to you. And then you you do, you know, and then you fucking try to make a TV show with your best friend, and which is awesome, by the way. It is great. It's pretty. But you know, the thing is, is like, like. We're doing a lot of work behind the scenes, and I know we're not we're not even making any money at it and that's the shittiest thing about this dream is because like what what the fuck do we have to show for it but um, my
0: favorite part was he was like you know as, as a regional fighter I'm only making twenty thousand dollars a year. I'm like, dude, yeah. if you're a regional headliner in comedy you're making not even 20 grand a year. I'm like, I should have been a fighter, bro you'd yeah, be that. in hey, shape me. I wouldn't because <laughs> I wouldn't be booked for a fight for." They'd be like, Marcus, we need you to cut hey, down. Hey, can
2: you get the drunk guy? Uh, and they throw the bucket of water on you. Wake yeah, up, yeah, stinky. It's like,
0: that's a fighter movie. Oh, put that's him a, up. That's a fighter Put him movie. up. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Frankie, you got to like, fight in three weeks. Like, and then the music just. Da, da, Frankie, da. Frankie,
2: you got to give up the jokes. You're not good at it. He's like, but what am I going to do? He's like, you're going to be a fighter, son.
0: Yeah, again, no respect. No respect. <laughs> Nothing, no respect. They want me to fight. I'm like, no respect. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh was, my uh, god! Oh no, my it's god. just inspirational, and it's crazy that we went to the same school, man, and we're both chasing crazy dreams. He made it. It's inspirational, and uh, it just makes me want to go even harder. Yeah. So I salute him. Yeah, and, I salute
0: um, Justin James. I salute. Uh, I salute you because you also work hard and you're trying to make it happen out here. Thanks, Thanks, and man, you're, you're doing it, man. Oh, thank you. Man, man. we're
2: trying. You know? I thought I
0: thought that's where you're gonna jump in and plug my new podcast. Uh- oh, I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> I didn't know it was a, I, okay, so it's a new thing. So if you guys didn't know, Marcus does love porn and capitalism. And if you didn't know, Marcus had created a new podcast called Marcus Loves Porn and Capitalism. You can catch it on his YouTube. Yeah. And every it's, Saturday?
0: Uh, it's on spot. Yeah, every Saturday. It's on Spotify. It's on Anchor. It's, hey! Uh, it's pending on Apple Podcasts. It's called Marcus Solo Loves PC because I didn't want to call it porn. Yeah because I felt like that was going to get caught in the filter. And but. if
2: you support his Patreon, he will send you nude videos of him masturbating to the porn that he talks about. Yes. The interesting so, thing, though, is... My, and he does it Actually, the Patreon's only a dollar, so well, that's the how Patreon dirty it is. Actually, and, I've,
0: I've had some developments. It's actually I had to move it to Pornhub, because that's kind of a better channel for it. So uh, go on my Pornhub Patreon and uh, support me there. I'm doing all kinds of fun stuff. Jokes, crowd work—that's what I call it when I go down on someone. I do a crowd work.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: but um, so I did want to just say R.I.P. I want to close on this. Yes, R.I.P. to Marco the Clown, Millennial the Clown. He's fucking uh, Detroit podcasting. Uh, entrepreneur, kind of a trailblazer in the Metro Detroit podcasting scene, especially for comedians. He was giving always, us
2: an outlet to yeah. talk our shit and speak our stupid thoughts mm-hmm. when and we if, don't deserve the space, but he loved us that much.
0: And if you don't know, he was the, uh, one of the co-founders of uh, the Sitting Down with Stand-Ups podcast, which is a really fun podcast that focuses on local Metro Detroit comedians. We've both been honorary guests. It's like PBS guests. for comedians, dude. And it it was fun, man. I always loved going on there. I'm going to be on there tomorrow. Um, So if you're listening to this very soon, I will be on the new Sitting Down with Stand-Ups with the lovely Jay Hunter. But um, I did want to say because uh, Marco did pass away, and it's always sad, man. And, you know, he died. He got diagnosed with stage four uh, stomach cancer, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. So um,
2: Yeah. Just wanted to
0: say RIP to Marco, man, because he was a good guy.
2: Yeah. Man.
0: Just a moment of silence there, real quick for him. Um but yeah, thank you guys for checking out the podcast. Check out Justin James when he uh when his next fight is hopefully in October. We'll plug it for sure on this podcast. Hopefully we'll try to have him back before his next fight. That'd be yeah, cool, that'd you know, cool. check in on him. Um
2: Check out Sitting Down with Stand-ups.
0: Definitely check out Sitting Down with Stand-ups. Check out Marcus Allen Loves PC uh and just keep your eyes out because we're working on stuff.
2: Yeah. And uh if you have a dream, chase it. Yeah,
0: chase that motherfucking shit. Go do
2: something, man.
0: Because you know, you might not you might not know this right now, but you might fuck around and make it, kid.
2: <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thank you. well it's open mics with marcus and justin keep on thrusting until
0: you're busting they're two best friends who go to open mics they both have some pretty terrible nights but they also have a lot of fun even though one of them is better than one
1: you all know which one i'm talking about but neither of them do so shut your fucking mouth